Yeah. Keep some money in my pocket if you wanna blow it. I don't oh. say yeah. Yeah. You already know. You already know. What time? What time? It is. It is. It's time, it's time for, for Florida's number, number one favorite, favorite sports, sports podcast. podcast. These. Yeah, you weren't ready for that. Do you want to know what this podcast is called? This podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Is called Ball. Ladies and gentlemen, we're trying to pantomime, and he can't do it that well. I can't do. It's called balls. (laughs) A sports podcast. Hey. Welcome to Ball Sports Podcast. No, it's my turn. Oh. It's a podcast with balls about balls. Balls. Does it matter? Yeah, I'm here, cuz. Yes, sir. Hello. What's up, man? How you doing, Nels? Man, I'm hanging in there, man, taking things one day at a time, you know what I'm saying? Being fat, black, and ugly. Notice I'm only saying, how are you doing, Nels? Yeah, because we're missing somebody right now. Dylan's dumbass is not here yet. He's on his way. He's running late. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we're going to get the ball rolling without him. We sure are. That's how we roll. Because that's what we do. So we're here. Episode 54. 54. There's actually, honestly, I will say I was surprised at the amount of quality 54s there are. It's, it's a deeper number than uh, Then people give it credit yeah, for. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't realize. Teddy Bruschi. Correct. Brian Erlacher. Yep. John Cena. What? Um, John Cena wore 54. So why he wears a fifty four jersey? For real? Yeah. I don't know how you even find that. <clears throat> um, who else? Fifty four, fifty four. Uh, I know I'm missing a lot. Yeah. Do you want current fifty fours? Yeah, give me current fifty fours. Current fifty fours. We have Dante Hightower. Nice. Eric Kendricks, linebacker for the Vikings. Real nice. Brandon Marshall, linebacker for the Broncos. Super nice. Olivier Vernon. Linebacker for the Giants. Really nice. Bobby Wagner, linebacker for Seattle. Robert. And Melvin Ingram, DN for the Chargers. That is quality. Those are are quality 54s. Quality lineup. Didn't Zach Thomas wear 54? Zach Thomas did wear 54. Zach Thomas wear 54. Um, If you want to go NBA, Horace Grant. Horace Grant did wear number 54. He sure did. He was quality too. And uh, baseball, Rich Goose Gossage. Gossage with the New York Yankees. The Oakland Athletics. He didn't play with the Yankees? No. Well, I don't know. He might have at some point in his career. Yeah, I think so. I know he played for the A's, though. He did. I feel like he played for the Yankees, too. He He did. did. He did play for the Yankees. I went. (coughs) Yay. 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 Whatever, bitch. Um, But, yeah, man, 54. Shout out to the 54s out there, man. Shout out to them. 54 is lit. So, let's just get straight into what we've got to cover today. Yeah. You got anything for us today, this oh, week? I do, actually. Oh, man. Of course, I do. Oh, man. Oh, man. Is this what I think it is? Oh, yeah. Is it the dad joke of the week? It is a dad joke of the week. Dad joke of the week. 
<laughs> All laughs, baby. Who's, All laughs. Who is this week's dad joke brought to us by? Uh, this week's dad joke is brought to you by Raisin Bran. Stay regular, eat raisins. Raisin Bran. Like colon blow. There you go. Hey, cut the check, man. Cut the check. Gosh, I'm All right. this. So you ready? I'm ready, man. I'm, I'm at the edge of my seat right now. This one isn't like a question-answer joke. This is just like a kind of like a, a one-liner. Almost. Let's do it. So, a furniture store keeps calling me. All I wanted was one night stand. <laughs> I get it. Because it's like one night stand, but then it's a, a one night, night stand. That's hilarious. I got a question for you, Nels. I got an answer. Before we get into the sports talk, it's something that struck me as um, something that goes on in society today that I just, I, I'm not a part of, but I okay. know this happens a lot. Okay. Are you the type that uh, has to spit before you pee in a, ter- in a toilet or urinal? No. No, I don't do that. Do you notice there's a lot of people who do there's that? There's a lot of people that do that. Do I, you know why? I, I haven't the slightest. Because I notice this a lot. People spitting before they pee in a urinal or a toilet and uh, kind of confuses me. Because I don't, I don't understand what the point of it is. I don't know if it's like a marking of territory type thing. That's definitely a, a, a wild idea. I don't know why. Yeah, I'm about to ask Dylan why. when he gets here. I'm going to see if Dylan's a, a spitter. Pause. Let's, let's try this out. Let's do why do guys spit in urinals before pee. That's a wild Google search. Wait, what? This there's actually answers to this. Yikes. Well, some people say because they can't take that smell. So what would spitting do? It's not gonna change the smell of the urinal. I don't I don't know. That's dumb. People are dumb. Is the body's response by throwing out saliva in the mouth, presuming that the air is also contaminated, so the spit is too? I don't know, bro. Look, what? I searched it, and those were the answers that I found. If you don't believe me, look it up. Yourself. I believe you. I just don't think that's like, real. I just, I, it's ridiculous. What abs, bro? But it's all good, so check me out. Checking. We're about to play America's favorite game show. The game show where... You gotta make sure one's gotta go. What is the name of this game show? Wait, wait. You can't play it. Why? Dylan's not here. Damn um, it, Dylan. Anyway, we're just gonna move right along and we're gonna go to the NCAA. The NCAA. The NA. Mm-hmm. Oh, so you're gonna do the NA? See it. I used to do that? No, you didn't. I didn't do it for that. Sorry. Yeah. Didn't cut them. Didn't cut them. See what happens when you just overstep, bro? My bad. It's ridiculous. I I quit. I'm just trying to participate. Don't even rework my contract. I just want to participate. No, I'm out. No, I don't want it. No, I'm out. I don't want it at all. I quit. But, um, yeah, man, so we're going to move to the NCAA, but we're going to do a week three recap. Um, I mean, before we even go into the scores and talk about some of the major games, I mean, was there anything that you took from week three? Um, I was very happy with LSU. 
Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I said a few weeks back that I think they're going to have a good year this year. And mm-hmm. so far they've been, you know. Performing. Yep, they're mm-hmm. performing. I don't know if they're going to be performing to the point where they're going to make it to, you know, the national championship. Mm-hmm. But, you know, like we discussed, I do think they're a team that's going to be a major issue for some of these teams that are normally in these top spots. Right. And they could definitely play spoiler for a lot of these good teams. You know, I mean, they have, like, a, they have a really difficult schedule. Yep, and so. they, they still have Clemson. They still have Alabama. Like, they, they could definitely shake things up. So. They can. They can. Um, what I will say is I am pretty impressed with, I guess, the top end of things. Um, there's a lot more competitive football going on that we're not giving credit to. Um, Texas once again beat USC, which blew my mind. I mean, I, I can't say I didn't see it coming. However, um, I guess I expected it to be a closer game because if I'm not mistaken, Texas ended up beating them 37-14. I'm going to take a look mm-hmm. to check. But, um, I mean, it was it was a pretty dominant game. And and the thing about it was was I did call upset alert on that one. I should have pulled the trigger. You did. Um, because, I mean. You got it, scared. Right. It happened, <laughs> it happened last year. Um, so I, I really didn't think that USC was going to allow for the same mistake to happen twice, but it did. And it's pretty, I'm pretty sure it's going to help Tom Herman keep his job. Right. Um, so looking at some of the games, the teams that were supposed to win did win with the exception of one major upset. I don't think LSU over Auburn was a major upset. However, BYU no. yeah. being Wisconsin was a big upset. Yeah. Um, BYU definitely played Wisconsin's game better than Wisconsin. Um, sure, we almost had a big upset with the Vanderbilt-Notre Dame game. Yes, yes. That, that was going to be a competitive yeah. game regardless. Um, but Vanderbilt is, is, is low-key getting better. From last year to this year, they're competitive in every game. So, I mean, that's definitely a team you cannot sleep on. Um, Miami, I mean, they got their offense back on point. But, I mean, they're playing Toledo. And this week, they play FIU. So, I mean, those are games that your offense really should get it together. I want to see how they right. do an ACC play. Georgia did their thing. I mean, it's Middle Tennessee State. Oklahoma actually got some pushback from Iowa State. They only won by 10. So shout out to Iowa State. Clemson beat Georgia Southern 38-7. Penn State killed Kent State 63-10. Stanford handled business against UC UC Davis 30-10. Talk about Notre Dame. Talk about LSU. Michigan finally having something that resembled a pass game. Like Mm -hmm. um, Patterson did well. Um, he went 14 for 18 for 237 yards and three touchdowns. It's about time. I mean, that's what Michigan's been missing for a really long time as a quarterback that's going to be able to dial it up down the field and get it to the talent on the outside. So hopefully it means something for them moving forward. True. Um, Oklahoma State beat Boise. That was an upset, but not a major upset. I mean, I think a lot of people saw Oklahoma State taking that one. Um, Boise State just didn't have the defense to keep up with all the weapons that Oklahoma State had. Um, Oregon beat San Jose State. Which is interesting because Oregon is a team that Taggart left to go to FSU. FSU is now one and two, and Oregon is three and zero. Even though Oregon hasn't played any major school, but still, just something to throw out there. Right. Alabama spotted old Miss a touchdown and then proceeded to score sixty-two straight points. <laughs> um, <laughs> they did too. That shit was disrespectful. Yeah, they, get, they were like, "Oh shit, we got a chance." Yeah, that's, that's nah, not that. buddy. Um, and to be honest with you, um. Tua didn't play the whole game. Right. 
Jalen Hurts ended up playing a good portion of the game. And, I mean, their rushing attack was ridiculous. Like, they had about six or seven different rushers that um, together amounted for 44 carries for 210 yards and three touchdowns. Nice. Which is amazing. They had, like, 700 total yards of offense, which is, I mean... What do you what do you want? What more what more do you want from these guys? <laughs> I mean, their head to me, and, and I hate saying this, but I, I believe their head over heels better than everybody right now. Right. I don't even think it's close. I don't think there's a school that, that's coming close right now. Maybe towards the end of the year, but yeah. right now. We'll no. see when they start actually getting tested. Right. By some of these better teams. But it's, I mean we are like we already went over, like they're scheduled. Like they have like cupcakes. Yeah, they got like two or three games this whole year that are gonna be even a, a remote challenge for right them, right which is and crazy mississippi state handled uh louisiana lafayette raging cajun cd 610 already spoke about texas ohio state tcu was a better game than the score said it was 40 to 28 but um i believe <clears throat> they scored like two quick touchdowns in the third yeah. quarter and that's what really pushed them ahead was a 14 point swing but up until that point it was a pretty close game um, I mean, I thought Ohio State was going to lose. I mean, obviously, I was wrong. Um, they were up 14-13 um, in the at half. And then I know they went up 28. So I believe it was like 28-13 to 13 or 28-20 to 20 before they scored both of those touchdowns to take the lead. Um, TCU definitely is there. They're just missing a couple of pieces. But I appreciate them for playing the big dogs. Right. Um, Washington beat Utah, but it was a close game, twenty-one to seven. I don't think anybody saw that coming. Arizona got Arizona State got upset by San Diego State, twenty-eight twenty-one, and UF, UCF, UNC canceled. ECU, Virginia Tech canceled. West Virginia University and North Carolina State also canceled. So that is our recap for Week Three, which I mean, it shows a lot of promise for the year moving forward. You can't really sit here and predict effectively how right. certain games are going to play out. And I like the fact that that's happening early. We really need that. Um, I mean, I, I think that's it, man. I don't really have any hot takes until like maybe the middle of the, of the season when the first playoff um, selection right. comes out. I feel you. So I'm waiting for that before I, before I say anything crazy. Cool. Well, um, you know, since we're talking about how we feel about things, how do you feel about your FAU Owls? Oh, is it time for the FAU Minute? I believe it is. Oh, my goodness. I think you need to tune up the band. <coughs> okay, let's do it. So, FAU is traveling up to Orlando tomorrow evening to take on the Knights, uh, the Golden Knights, maybe, of the University of Central Florida. And I am fully confident that this is a full-on upset alert. And I'm very, very proud of the progress that Florida Atlantic University has made. Um, I really hope that we pull off this win. This is a number 16 team. Let's keep the lane train rolling. And if we don't win, I hope that it's a close game so people can get their minds right and put us in the top 25. You know that the uh, Fighting Owls are back. We never went anywhere. So let's go F. A-U Boom, boom, clap, clap F-A-U Very nice You like that one? Very nice Yeah, man, I'm confident in our team, man Upset alert, I'm going to say it all 
weekend, so, even after the game. Upset alert. So speaking of your team, on to another team that's near and dear to your heart. Near and dear, big dog. The, near and dear. The Florida State Seminoles. Florida State Seminoles. What is going on? They got blown out by Syracuse. I believe it was 30-7. to 7? Yes, 30-7 to 7 or 30-3. Something, something like, like that. that. Yes. So what's, Yeah, talk to me, man. What's, what's going on with your team? So it's interesting, and, and, and I like getting feedback before I always come to my conclusion. And I'm part of a... Of a of a group me that's called um, the God is Real Sports Pod, and I I took a couple of uh, I took a couple of um, not a couple of but I took some feedback from them as far as what we were talking about, um, and I just wanted to pretty much say what these guys said before I say anything. <clears throat> Excuse me. So my question was essentially it was like a three part question. And it was a, and these guys are like real deal Florida State Seminole fans. I think like two of them are graduates of the institution. So I, I wanted to ask them first, how many years would you give Taggart for a turnaround? Do you blame him for the first three games? And how much do you think recruiting really matters? Because what a lot of people are saying is, is that Willie Taggart doesn't have his guys. These are not his guys. To run his office. They're still Jimbo's guys. And, you know, I, I don't know if one of these guys mentioned it, but I know a lot of people were mentioning, well, do you think Jimbo Fisher would have left if he had a national championship caliber team? He cleared it. Yeah. So he had to have known something was up. But some of the answers that I got, and I'm going to give everybody their shout out. Um, first off is Pierre, not Pierre the Q, but Pierre in the group. Um, he says, and I quote, I give Willie a maximum of four years to turn things around. That's an entire recruiting cycle. He is to blame for the first three games. He's the head coach. No matter how you slice it, he's the commander in chief. You can't allow your coordinators to get you fired. As a head coach, you fire your coordinators. However, in this case, you make the necessary changes since things are not working. That's the way business works. And he says, recruiting is the bloodline of college football. You got to get good players on your team. Once they're here, then you coach them up. Recruiting and player development go hand in hand, which I, I agree with completely. Mm-hmm. And somebody else's name is Damien. He said, I'm a Gator fan, but in my opinion, he has a, at least three to four years due to his large buyout. It's a combination of bad culture left over and running an offense that doesn't fit the players. But as the head coach, you take all the blame. He says, again, recruit, recruiting is the lifeblood of any program to win at an elite level you have to recruit at an elite level. I don't think Willie is the recruiter he was sold to be. Not to say he's bad, but a lot of his recruitment ability is overhyped because he's young and black. Controversial, but I agree. True. Um, somebody else, well, Pierre followed it up with, a lot of this is Willie's own doing. Hashtag do something. Win every game, bringing plies around, dancing in practice, setting expectations high. We expect him to win every game. Then Mike says, Willie should get four years. I think he'll get two and a half to turn it around. Despite the major in-house issues, he took the job, so he's got to deliver. FSU fans are not reasonable. Boosters aren't either, and they're powerful here. Lastly, the athletic director that hired him is gone. A new athletic director Uh, will have a guy in mind and will give Willie enough. Oh, welcome, Dylan. Ladies and gentlemen, Dylan is in the building. What's up, it up? Welcome to the show, Dylan. He's on, he's on the way. How are you doing, bro? Or is 
All right. Is it Maxwell Sheffield? Is Maxwell Sheffield here? Or are we talking to Young Hefe, Holmes? Young Hefe, Holmes? Jeez, can um, you unlock the door? I think we have. I think we'll have more guests. So he says. Open. I just said, make sure it's unlocked. I'm gonna continue it. Dickhead. FSU fans are not reasonable. Boosters aren't either, and they're powerful here. Lastly, the athletic director that hired him is gone. A new athletic director will have a guy in mind and will give Willie enough rope to hang himself. Best hope is a good class and luck next year. Otherwise, he'll be gone and will never return to a Power 5 job. Black coaches do not get second chances. Mm. So, I mean, I agree with everything that they're saying. Yeah. I personally don't think there's anything really wrong with Florida State. I think this is what happens when you have guys who are used to a particular way the team is ran and it got changed up. Right. It's a lot looser. Music is played. They're getting used to it. Taggart kind of reminds me of a player's coach. And we're going to get into that a little later also. Sure. I personally feel like you have to find a good balance. I don't think a full-on player's coach is going to get you much wins. I think a culture can be built, but I don't think you'll get much wins. Um, I think that four years is fair. I think they will give him two to two and a half years before they really start cutting his head off. I think they're going to take off after him this year if they can't get to a bowl game. And, um, I mean, he did it to himself. I mean, he didn't come in. I'm not going to say he didn't come in humbly, but I'll say that he definitely brought a lot of hype unto himself. Mm-hmm. But what do you expect with a coach who, in his first three years as a coach in the NCAA, hasn't, doesn't have a winning record? I think he's two games under 500, and after this past three games, he's like three or four games under 500. So he hasn't really given you anything to really say that he's this effective winning coach. So, I mean, that's that's kind of my views on the whole Willie Tiger thing. Ladies and gentlemen, wait, wait. we have to interrupt this broadcast to let you know that we have a special, special guest, guest in the building. In the building, all the way from the West Coast. Would you like to introduce yourself, sir? I mean, you could introduce myself if you wanted to. Nah, I think you got this, bro. Would you like to tell us your name? My name is Job. His name is Job. Job, where do you live right now, currently? I live in San Diego, California. San Diego, California. And um, where are you currently from? I'm currently from San Diego, California. No, I mean from. Where are you born? <laughs> where, are you born? where are you born? No, I mean, we want to go into it. You know, I'm Brooklyn born, Boston raised, but, you know, Florida yes, my what? life. You know, I'm a Lauderdale boy all day long. You know, that's what I claim. You're able, you're able to rap multiple sets. Yeah, you this know. This is crazy. And nobody can tell me nothing. Brooklyn, I feel about Boston, it, you know? Lauderdale. Why do you me? You know? West Side. Everybody, every guest always comes and looks at you. Because you're the time. shit talker out of us. No, I don't talk shit to So would you like to share with the, with the audience? <laughs> you, want the haze, um, you want to share with your audience your favorite teams? This is going to be real interesting. So, you know, my first time on Ball's podcast, you know? Podcast? Podcast. You've been drinking. It's all good. He's been drinking. Don't tell nobody. Don't tell nobody. We're not telling nobody. All right. So, you know, um, I'm a Dallas Cowboys fan. So, for all the haters out there about the Dallas Cowboys, I am not one of the ones that are, you know, thinking we're going to make it to the Super Bowl this year. I understand where we're at. We're like a 7 and 19. I understand that. It's so you know, generous I'm, I'm very generous. Wow. All right. Cool. So Dallas <laughs> Cowboys fan, always a lifer for the Miami Heat. You know, um, 
Miami Heat, um, sometimes Boston Celtics, you know, when they're doing good. 2008. You know? <laughs> um, at least he's honest. <laughs> at least he's honest. When they're doing good, you know, I root for them. Yeah. Um, who else we got? Um, the interesting thing, baseball, I am actually a Boston Red, Red Sox, Sox fan and a New York Yankees fan. Whoa. Yeah. So, multiple people listening right now might be like, what <laughs> the that, fuck? How does that even happen? Because like, he reps multiple sets, bro. I'm a Patriots fan. But at the end of the day, my loyalty is going to supersede Yankees over the Boston um, Red Sox, just to make that clear. Um, who else is there? And you don't play football? No, I'm not a real Boston Red Sox fan. So if you want to call it that, I mean, call it what it is. And you don't play football team? Um, dang, you're trying to embarrass me on this set right now. Like, um, I'm an, a Seminoles fan all day. Ooh. I'm not gonna deny it. You know, we uh, we just yeah this we is, we just discussed is, it. Yeah, discussed them. Yeah, wow, it's all good. Wow, hurt my feelings this year. So I'm just rep FAU all day. So we're going to there you go. <laughs> all right, you go. So uh, I can't go wrong with that. But just to add, uh, my favorite players athletically, period, are Shaquille O'Neal, Emmitt Smith, and then DeWitt Wade. Okay. All right. So we, we'll have a story for y'all later on the Emmitt Smith thing, but we'll, we'll save that for later yeah, on. We'll get back to that. We'll get yeah. back to that. Yeah, yeah. But welcome to the show. You Right now you're in the gauntlet. It is your first time, so you got to take whatever comes your way. Take it as a champ, and uh, we'll move forward from there. Um, so where were we? We're done with FSU. Yeah, so we're going to get uh, – We're going I'm to our – glad. We're going, yeah. that. Are we yeah, going yeah, to yeah. our picks? I feel like there was something yeah. that I wanted to mention, but it's all good. It's all good. Okay. If you think about it, we'll come yeah. back to it. No worries. No all right. Worries. So – about the halftime – for the FSU for the no we did not no we're not we're no. Go it was a right. great halftime performance hmm? by the Bethune Cookman band great performance of course it was band. of course it was that's what they yeah do. the band the band was five I was Ain't I would expect lie. nothing less the band did the band did fantastically well they were great um all right so getting into the picks just to give a quick standings recap and uh pops we're gonna get your sorry just so everybody knows uh. Job is myself and Nels is Dean. Um, and the greatest fraternity ever created. Correct. Uh, so I don't I don't call him Job unless I'm mad at him. So I'm, I, if you hear me say Pops, I'm, I'm talking to Job. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Exactly. Uh, so we're gonna get your picks for the for these games as well. Wow. Uh, what we do? We go through usually the top twenty five, and mm-hmm. yeah, we'll just see. So right now, the current standings, I'm in first place, uh, 51 and 11. Dylan's in second at 50 and 12. Nels is in third at 49 and 13. So we're all we're all pretty close within each other. So getting right I'm at striking distance, man. I'm going to make my move later on, bro. For sure. So up first, we got number 25, BYU. Uh, they're 2-1 and one at McNeese, 3-0. I think BYU is – that's a – Pretty easy W. Yeah, I'm I'm calling upset alert BYU. Bitch. Wow. I call BU. Okay. BU and BYU. Yeah, right. All right, we got number 24 Michigan State one and one at Indiana three and zero. Michigan State at Indiana. I'm actually gonna roll with Indiana on this one. Michigan State at Indiana. You said Indiana, Dylan. Mm-hmm. Michigan, Michigan State, State at Indiana. Michigan State's a bunch of hype. That's 
Bulls hype. I'm gonna that's, go with the hype. It's not even a good Michigan State. Not not a solid pick. It's not a good time for that program. I feel you. Michigan State. Not the best time for that program. At Indiana. Do you want to say it one more time, Nels, before you make your pick, or? Michigan State. So it's the same team. It's the same team. Bro. At Indiana. You know, I saw Indiana play FIU. I don't know why. It was and they, they, they lost by, well, FIU lost by 10 and really gave Indiana some hard times. When was this? This was this year. This was two oh. weeks ago. Um, so I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to go Michigan State. Okay. All right, uh, number twenty-three, Boston College. Boston There's College, three and zero at the zero and three Purdue. Boston College. I'm, Boston, I'm, College. I'm Boston College. Boston College. Yeah, Boston College. All right. Nobody's proud of Purdue sneaking. Number twenty-two, Texas A&M, at number one Alabama. Mm. Texas A&M's two and one. Alabama's three and zero. Alabama. Alabama. Bammer, Bammer, Bammer. Yeah, unfortunately, I'm going to go Bammer. Yeah, I'm not a Bammer fan, but you know, you can't be a dummy. Um, we got FIU 2-1 at number 21, University of Miami. U-M. Yeah, U-M. 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 Number 7, Stanford at number 20, Oregon. Both are 3-0. Stanford. 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 Against who? Oregon. At Oregon. We got Nebraska at number 19, Michigan. Nebraska's 0 2, Michigan's 2 1. Michigan. 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 Dylan. Michigan. Number 18, Wisconsin at Iowa. Wisconsin is 2 1, Iowa's 3 0. Iowa. I can get you a mansion somewhere in Wisconsin. I was going Wisconsin. Hawkeye, let's throw up in Hawkeye's. I'm serious. Wisconsin. Um, nice. I'm nice go, Wisconsin. I'm going to go Iowa as well. Uh, number 17, TCU at Texas. Both 2 and 1. T-C-U. Yeah, I think TCU is going to have a redemption win after last week. Texas. I'm going to go with TCU. Texas. Because of last week as well. All right. We got... Boom, boom, clap, clap, FAU at number 16, UCF. FAU is 2-1-1, UCF is 2-1-0. Upset alert. I told y'all I was going FAU from jump. I'm going FAU. Oh, shit. I'm going UCF. Let's go, baby. I told you I'm taking risks all year. Uh, I'm going with an emotional pick. I got to go with FAU. Sorry. Emotionally, I'm going to go FAU, but pick-wise, I'm going to go with UCF. I hope FAU gets that, though. All right, uh, Texas Tech at number 15, Oklahoma State. Texas Tech is 2-1, Oklahoma State's 3-0. Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State. Texas Tech's not right? No. Texas Tech. Hmm. Upset alert. Number 14, Mississippi State at Kentucky. Both are 3-0. This is upset alert. But I'm going I'm State. still going Mississippi State. Mississippi State. Mm-hmm. Okay. 13, Virginia Tech at Old Dominion. Virginia Drive Tech. Yeah, Virginia, yeah, Virginia, Virginia, Virginia Tech. Yeah, let's, let's, okay. let's, let's get that. Yeah, Virginia Tech. All right. 
Uh, Kansas State at number 12, West Virginia. Kansas State's 2-1, West Virginia's 2-1. West Virginia. Will Greer's going to have a day. Yeah. West Virginia. Yeah. Number 10. I did, actually. Number 10, Penn State at Illinois. Penn State's 3-0, Illinois' 2-1. Penn State. Yeah, Penn State. Pennsylvania State University. Um, Arizona State at number 10. Uh, yes, I didn't. I wasn't incorrect. There are two number 10s this week, just so everybody's aware. Oh, wow. Yeah. Why? Because they have the same amount of votes. There was really? Literally, there's literally two number 10s. That's lit. Okay. Yeah. Um, Arizona State at number 10, Washington. Mm. Both two and one. Arizona State. Whoa. I'm going Washington. I'm going Washington. Washington. I like that as a potential upset, though. Dylan Risky with the picks this week. Um, we got Arkansas at number nine, Auburn. Um, Arkansas is one and two. Got filleted by North Texas last week, and Auburn's two and one. I'm going Auburn. But it's like a rivalry game. Auburn, so. Auburn, no. Yeah. You know, I'm I'm gonna have to go different from you guys and go Auburn. Okay. We got. I just don't entertain them. But. Yeah. Um, number eight is Notre Dame. Oh, sorry. Not number eight. Isn't it? All right. Number eight, Notre Dame at Wake Forest. Notre Dame's 3-0. and Wake Forest is 2-1. and one. Notre Dame, even Notre though that's, that's going to be a low-key good game. Notre Dame, yeah. I concur with the good game. Dylan wants to go Wake Forest. I can so see. Bad. I can tell by the look in his eyes. He really I wants to go Wake Forest. I can feel it in the air. Wake Forest. Whoa. Uh, we got Louisiana Tech at number six, LSU. 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 Um, we got Army at number five, Oklahoma. 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 Army's going Army's to give Oklahoma some fits, though. Dylan? Oklahoma. Okay. Uh, Tulane at number four, Ohio State. Ohio State. Tulane. Ohio State. Psych. Oh, I was about to say. Ohio Ooh. State. Whoa. Uh, number three, Clemson at Georgia Tech. Clemson. 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 And number two, Georgia at Missouri. Georgia. 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 Missouri will be the more problems. But. For Georgia. Okay. It's going to be a close game. All right. So those are the picks. So we're going to move right along to... Wait. It is time. Oh, yeah. For America's favorite game show. The game show where you have to make a choice and one's got to go. What is the name of this game? Well, allow me to tell you. It's called One's Gotta Go. (laughs) And I'm your host. Nels Redenbacher. Nels Redenbacher. Nice. And this is a special edition... Of one's got to go, if you will, because technically it's not really one has got to go. But this is a uh, special request by way of one of our listeners. Um, his name is Julian Hanlon. Okay. He's part of 2K Entertainment. We're going to have him on the show soon, too. Eventually. Um, he is on Instagram as I Hate Julian. Um, obviously, 2K Entertainment does parties. They do shows. 
Um, and he also has like uh, Apple Music. You can follow him. He has a lot of crazy lists, great music, all that good stuff. Shout out to Julian. Mm-hmm. So Julian had on his story today, and I'm not going to give his answer yet. But as we all know now, that it is confirmed that Space Jam's having a sequel. Yep. Yeah. And LeBron James is, is going to be in it. Yeah. And is going to be directed by Ryan Coogler. Mm-hmm. So it is very exciting. Mm-hmm. Very, very exciting. Of course, your Jordan traditionalists are like, you should never touch a classic. And it's like, ah, shut up. But anyway. <laughs> Denzel just did equalizer too. Yeah. So listen, it's fair game for everybody. Everything getting the sequel. Jordan fans think it's a classic. So... Yeah, right. exactly. I mean, it's, it's, a classic, it a classic. it's a classic as a kid movie, but like it's not like it's one of those the like acting, oh, nobody could ever play this role. The, act, yeah. the acting is is, but it's, is okay. It's a classic, not for Michael though. It's, it's barely it's, above Kazam. It's, it's a it's a classic for barely above Kazam. Okay, it's a I classic like for like okay the cartoon portion of it. So here's the question for you guys. I think I'm gonna give you guys 30 seconds to really think about it to not put y'all on the spot. Okay, so the question is. Who should the five monsters of Space Jam 2 be? It's got to be current NBA stars. You have 30 seconds to think about it and go. The whole Warriors team. The Golden State Warriors. Just vibe. <laughs> That's my answer, too. Listen, the whole Golden State Warriors. No, 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 no. Okay, y'all cannot do that. That's a cop-out. I want to hear I want to hear NBA stars. Can I start giving you answers? It can be monsters. If you have them, yeah, go for it. Kevin Durant. Who else? Steph Curry. Okay. Okay, no, no, you're not. No, no, you're not going to do that. Come on. Well, no, I wasn't going to. You didn't even. Draymond Green. Um, Clay Thompson. And Marcus Cousins. Boogie Cousins. That's a nice five you just picked. Yo, I'm here. That would be my pick. All right, my hook, I got you. Boogie Cousins. Okay. Draymond Green. Okay, I see where this is going. No, it's, that's not where it's going. How you going? Okay. Draymond Green. Giannis Antetokounmpo. Okay. Russell Westbrook. Okay. Yeah, I would like to put yeah. Giannis in. Okay. It's, it's not y'all time. Let's only get his time. Russell Westbrook and at the one. Hmm. Tough one. Yeah, because there's not that many physical point guards that you, that you can see bullying people. I'd honestly probably choose Kyrie. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, not as a, a monster. No, nah, because remember in the first one, that red one, he was all he was like a spell, like I don't know. He yeah, was, he was quicks. Yeah. I'd say maybe Brandon Jennings. Okay, give me three off the bench. Off the bench, mm. Pat Beverly. Oh, nice. Trevor Ariza. Okay. Lonzo Ball. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. No, no, not at all. <laughs> Maybe his dad. Matt Barnes. <laughs> all right, bet. Wait, who's going to be the tall, like, uh, Sean Bradley guy? JaVale McGee. JaVale McGee. I was going to say Porzingis, but yeah. All right. Go ahead. You're you're five. Um, Kyrie. Okay. Uh, Kevin Durant. Okay. Um, I would go with I would put Draymond in there as well. Um, 
I'm going to go with... West Buddy in New Orleans. Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis. That's what I have on my team, too. And... Um, These niggas do look like a ball star. Yeah. And I am probably going to go with Chris Stapps. All right, as nice. The, as the, the Pop. dumb one. As the what? The dumb one. Oh. Would you like for me to go ahead of you while you're still thinking? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. All right. So I've got... I, I had to think about looks. So he had time to prepare for this. So, question. no, I actually... Sure. I didn't I didn't think about it in advance. I was yeah, trying to be yeah, fair. Yeah. Um, I got Damon Lillard. I've got in no particular order because I thought I, about putting names. I'm thinking about players that pop in my head. I got Ben Simmons. Okay. I got Anthony Davis. Okay. He's a skilled guy, so he could be like the yeah. bigger guy who does well. I got Hassan Whiteside. Hmm. I hockey probably could have put Joel Embiid too. And I've got I forgot about Embiid. Kevin Durant. Joel Embiid could have been in there, but. Boogie just screams monster. Yeah. He's got the broad shoulders. He got the face. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so, do they have to be current NBA players? Or yes. players since the last Space Jam? No, current. no. Current, current NBA oh, players. It'd be easier. It'd be, It'd be easy. I'm right. just asking questions. It's going to be like Shaq. Right. Right. I'll put Shaq Kobe in there. <laughs> Jesus. I'm like, I want to mess with Michael. Michael. He's going to make Michael one. He's going to yeah, be like Michael when he was with the Wizards. Yeah. No, no, no. That's embarrassing. That's what KG. KG. That Michael KG. still was nice. He led the team Ooom. in every situation. He had no choice. Everybody else sucked, though. I mean, Kevin Garnett easily would have been on that bit. Yeah, Kevin Garnett would have been one of them I picked. Okay. But current. All right. I think for me, Boogie got to be on there. Okay. Um, Westbrook has to be on there. Okay. Um, Westbrook definitely look like a monster in the face. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, all, like all, all the way around. Like, attitude. Like, he's got that, like, bony, like, like his rigid structure. Just upset about his life. Rigid like, as fuck. I think Damien got to be the other guard. For Did me. James Harden shave his beard? He looked like a monster. He, he looked. Weird period. Uh, like, hard to come, come off the bench. <laughs> Look, I got three so far, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so you need like big men, really? Uh, I said Boogie. I like Chris Stapps. That was a good pick. Thanks. Doris Cole. <sighs> Doris Cole. No. Big men that don't mean that I actually like, though. Like, that's hard to come by. No, I never Who? Andre German. I, I think I'll go with Jonah, yeah. Okay. I would go with that. Okay. And another big man would be... Shit. I don't know. Okay. You know who would have been a perfect big man? Who? Yao. Yao me. <laughs> oh, my goodness. He would. I would have been a perfect guy. So, <laughs> but, you know what? I would make Mark Cuban my damn... Owner though, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a that's great. He would oh, be my owner. Like I throw that little extra in there. Yeah, just yeah, yeah, yeah. Have that. I fuck with that. So Julian's team is Russell Westbrook, mm-hmm. Blake Griffin, Demarcus okay. Cousins, Joel Embiid, and Draymond Green. Oh, Joel would be my fifth. I, I, if I could go back and add my fifth, it would be Joel. Yeah. So, shout out to Julian for that topic. Yeah, that and thank dope. you, gentlemen, for participating in this special edition of One's Got to Go. So, now we're moving on to the WWE. 
the Dublave. 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 Uh, the. Okay. So we're just going to do a quick recap. So Hell in a Cell was this past Sunday. Um, and it was hell. Over it was over over <laughs> no, overall. It was a pretty good show. With, with a, despite a couple finishes on a oh, few matches, man. it was a pretty good show overall. Oh, I didn't man. like how they have a red cell now. That kind of was distracting. Oh man, um, a big ass red ass cell. Yeah, but just to recap, red? yeah, red, 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 red. Just to recap the matches, uh, the SmackDown Tag Championships, the New Day beat Rusev Day. Who have since broken up on they're no longer together on SmackDown. They beat each other up or whatever. Uh, The Raw Tag Champions, Dolph Ziggler and Drew McIntyre retained against Seth Rollins and Dean Ambrose. That was a very good match. Um, Daniel Bryan and Brie Bella versus Miz and Maurice. I fast forwarded through that. I didn't care to see that at all because Brie Bella is trash in the ring. So Maurice. Um. Jeff Hardy versus Randy Orton inside Hell in a Cell. Randy Orton won that match. That match was as close to Attitude Era shit that we're going to see in Hellacious. today. Yeah, like, Randy Orton did some shit. Like, he put a screwdriver through the, uh, ear the his earlobe and started twisting it. Because Jeff Hardy has gauged ears. So like, he put his finger through there and pulled it, and then he put a screwdriver and started twisting it. So it was like all wrapped and stuff. I thought he was about to break his his earlobe. It was really gross. Um, and then like he got hit in the Randy Orton got hit in the back with a studded belt, and he was just bleeding all over the place. A chair broke off into his leg. He was leaking out of his leg. Um, skin was hanging skin out. Was yeah, really. yeah, it was pretty gross. It was a good oh, match. Let's go. A good match. Um, the Raw Women's Championship, Ronda Rousey retained against Alexa Bliss. We all saw that coming. Um, SmackDown Women's Champion Becky Lynch finally won the title. Um, crowd continues to cheer. WWE continues to try to make her a heel. It's not going to work. Um, and then the WWE Championship match, AJ Styles versus Samoa Joe. AJ won in controversial fashion. Um, when he was pinning Joe, he was also tapping out. So they counted the pin for AJ, but technically Samojo should have won because he tapped out. Um, and then the main event of the evening, Roman Reigns versus Braun Strowman inside Hell in a Cell. Um, they actually only fought for like 10 minutes, and then they kind of just laid down for another 20. And then everybody As, else fought. Everybody else came in. And everybody else came so. out and fought on top of the cage, on the side of the cage, through the tables. And then Brock out of nowhere, came out. Brock Lesnar shows up, More crap. kicks the door into the cage, and goes in there, fucks them both up. And it's been announced um, on November 6th, I believe, in Jeddah, Saudi Arabia. It's going to be a triple threat for the universal title, Braun Strowman, Roman Reigns, and Brock Lesnar. Oh, my god! Yep, so we get to deal with that again. Wow. So, yeah. That's what's up. But overall, as far as the picks went, Dylan and myself both went 5-2, and two, and Nels went 4-3. and three. Exciting. Yay. And that's about it. We're moving forward. To um, the N-F-L. Yeah. 
The N-A- Uh-huh. F-A- Correct. L-A. All right, man. So what happened on Lee 2? Okay. Uh, oh, my gosh. These allergies. Niffle. Niffle. Oh. Continue on. Hi. Um, all right. So, you guys, who would have thought that at this point in the season, it only being week three, that we only have seven undefeated teams left? And one of them is the Miami and, Dolphins. And those teams are Florida. And those teams are the Cincinnati Bengals, wow. the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, wow. oh my God. the LA Rams, which we saw, the Miami Dolphins, wow. the Kansas City Chiefs, which we, wow. we figured well, we figured, Dylan didn't. The Jacksonville Jaguars, which is not a surprise, and the Denver Broncos. Wow. Um That's crazy. Very crazy. Wow. Um, I got to start by saying the MVP thus far, Patrick Mahomes, has been snapping. He's the first person in NFL history, 10 touchdowns in his first two games in the NFL. Um, He's been going off. Nobody saw that coming. No. I don't care. I don't care who you are. Nobody saw that coming. The man is doing a phenomenal job. And, um... I mean, the question now is, can he carry it? Now, here's the interesting thing. Now that he's the first one to 10, you know, he's currently on pace to throw 60-plus touchdowns as of right now. Right. I mean, I don't think it's possible, but no, shit. Not 60. If he does it, man, wow. That'd be nuts. Yeah. And no, uh, it, it, the record, it wouldn't be nuts. It'd be balls. You know about to do that. Ha! A sports podcast. Um, wow. Week two was a week of kickers folding. Oh, a lot of games were decided on that. Really bad. Um, Niggas got fired. Yep, they sure did. Dan Bailey hey, man, shout out to yeah. Greg Joseph, Florida Atlantic University alum, getting a job with the Cleveland Browns. And already making a 45-yarder. Yep. Already Woo. doing his job. Doing work. Um, boom, boom, clap, clap, FAU. Woo. Now, for the, the second time in the first two weeks, we had another tie. Um, I think between, that's the first time in, like, yeah, plus years. between the Green Bay Packers and the Minnesota Vikings now. Which was a great game. It was a great game, but it never should have went to overtime. Um, oh, yeah, you're talking about that bogus uh, that bogus that quarterback. Uh, yeah, that quarterback call, the roughing yeah. the quarterback. Because they said they he picked Kirk Cousins up and slammed him to the ground when that's not what he happened. He definitely put a weight on that on his yeah. arm to make sure but that But you got to understand, Clay Matthews is how heavy? Let's... Yes. 240, 250? When he's running full speed, it's going to look like he's lifting you up when you're a quarterback. Sure is. So he's not necessarily lifting you up, but your body's going to fly. Yeah. It sure happens. Is. But it wasn't an egregious hit. It was a legal hit. It was right after he let go of the ball. Like, I... And that play was a pick. That would have been the game. There was a worst great thing to use, that week. Great use of the word egregious. Facts. I like that. I like that a lot. I'm a fan of Tom that Brady word. Tom worse that week, and they didn't call that. Thomas Bradington the third. It was Thomas Bradington the third. I like that. But there is one thing I need to get off my chest. No, all right, bro, go for it. I feel like you've been wanting to do that for a while. Get it off your chest, bro. Do you know what happens when you trade away? The cornerstone of your franchise. Yeah, you've been wanting to do 
do do you know what happens when two weeks after you trade him away, you make statements to the media like it's so hard to find a great pass rusher, and then followed up by saying you don't regret the trade. Do you know what happens when that one player that you traded away has had more sacks, more turnovers, more whether it's interceptions, fumbles, defensive touchdowns, he has more than your entire defense currently has. It's sad. John Gruden? So it is coming. All day. You just made the list! <laughs> wow. You're upset, bro. I am you're upset. Writing, you're writing that name with a lot of anger right now. And I just underlined it. Ooh. Oh, not the underline. Oh, he got the underline. Oh, he got the underline? He got the This man's a fucking idiot. Oh, wow. 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 I'm sorry. Wow. You didn't want to put him on the list a couple episodes ago. I no. didn't, but because I wanted to see if it was going to pan off. No. But, like, honestly, don't piss on me and tell me it's raining. Bitch. Wow. Wow. This is definitely a change from a couple episodes ago. I'm, I'm dead ass. <laughs> Your defense is producing nothing. The one player you had on defense that could cause any kind of pressure on the quarterback, you got rid of. And then have the nerve to tell people, it's really hard finding a great pass rusher. You had one, dumbass. Wow. All it would have taken was a phone call. That's all I got to say on the matter. Sure, there'll be more. These are the times. Oh, yeah, there'll be more as the season goes on. We're 0 2. So when he traded, got traded the day before, I was like, you, you gave a pass. This week, you definitely got a pass. Seriously. Because when he makes more defensive stats than your entire team, I guess you got to go with it at that point. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, I mean, elsewhere in the league, the Jaguars had a hell of a game against the Patriots. They sure enough did. Um, Decisively. Yeah. Not by luck. Not by any bullshit. Blake Bortles had the best game of his career. Coughlin is the Belichick kryptonite. Been saying this for about yeah. eight years now, and, and I hope people are really starting to see it. They were what it is. They played a smart game, and unlike where they messed up, they didn't make the mistake they made in the AFC Championship. They didn't get game. conservative. They didn't get conservative. They kept, they kept it their foot on the gas. Yeah. They're the Super Bowl favorites, in my yeah. opinion, right now. If when you be the top, I would dog, say that's what you are. If and, and y'all know I am not a fan of Blake Bortles at all. If Blake can continue to do what he's doing, sticking with these short intermediate routes, these slants, these screens, these little quick dump offs. They will go to the Super Bowl. Do you remember I said this last year? Yeah, and that's and I agreed. Those are the only throws he can make. We're Don't so, ask him to throw more than ten yard pass. We're so good at our. Don't job. ask him to do it. We're so good at this because we've seen what happens when he does that. Not good results. Yeah. So you keep it to these short little routes and let the receivers, the running backs, let all them do the work. Oh. It's fine. That's where Blake Bortles is really good with that. Plus, I got to give him credit where credit's due. He's not afraid to take a hit. He's not afraid to run. I got to give him props for that. And he can move out there, you know? Speaking of surprising quarterback play, Ryan Fitzmagic. What? Is out here. That's one thing I have to mention real quick. He's, if it's not, I think he's leading the league. He's in the leading the league in, pa- in passing yards. Yeah. And probably touchdowns as I well. I think touchdowns too. Yeah. He is. So, question for you guys. 
Fitzpatrick. Well, sorry. <laughs> Why would I say his name like that? Fitzmagic and Bortles. Are they for real? If any one of them is for real between the two of them, it will be Fitzmagic. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think we know what Bortles is. What jokes yeah. Fizz Magic has nothing to lose. Exactly, and that, and that's one thing we talked about. I mean, we saw how he looked in his the post game press conference, looking like Conor McGregor, his shirt all open, the Conor McGregor, the, 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 the taco meat all hanging all out, and it wasn't even chilling, and, sunglasses. And, and, and I'm okay with him throwing the ball down the field. Yeah, Bortles, he has a weapon. No, he has no. he has the Sean Jackson. He has he has Mike Evans. And yeah. the funniest thing about those clothes he was wearing weren't even his. They were Deshaun Jackson. None of them. I said. bet. I what bet. Nothing that's, but the Chester was his. Yeah. But, yeah. That's, but that goes to show, but that kind of stuff shows that. Camaraderie. Well, yeah. Deshaun the team's behind him. Exactly. Deshaun the Jackson. The team is with him. Deshaun Jackson even came out and said, like, yeah. you can't get your job back after this. Like, He's balling. You can't get him back. Jameis is just going to have to take a seat. He's going to have to. A few. And yeah, one thing I do want to mention, the current stat leaders in the first two weeks, it's surprising. Um, I mean, besides we already know, you know, Ryan Fitz leading the quarterbacks. Fitz Magic. Yeah. Make sure you say his name properly. If you look at if you look at the the running backs, the current leaders in rushing yards, the top five are not people that we necessarily consider the top five. Matt Breida, Mm -hmm. Joe Mixon, Philip Lindsay, Mm -hmm. Lamar Miller. And James Conner. Those are your top five rushers in the league right now. That's crazy. Well, it's because... That's re- crazy. Well, it's Regular not... Regular would even recognize... And then, and then before you say your point, your, your top five receivers, Deshaun Jackson, Michael Thomas, Tyreek Hill, Brandon Cooks, Juju Smith-Schuster, no Odell... No Antonio Julio. Brown, no Julio, well, no DeAndre Hopkins. There's something you got to realize, though. First and foremost, Odell's coming back from injury, so I don't right. want to add him in that in that batch of regulars. You got to remember these names we've been saying: the Le'Veons, the the um, uh, Julio's, the Antonio Browns are names we've been saying for six, seven years now, guys. Right? Like their window is closing. Let's just let's just be honest with ourselves now. Their window's closing. They're not the young players they used to be, and the NFL in general is changing. Like these power backs aren't really where it's at anymore. And the only way a power back is going to work is if you have them in a running back by committee. That's the only way they're going to be able to get you yards because then they got to worry about other running backs. Like um, Carlos Hyde right now is doing his thing because he's got Duke. And he's got Chubb behind him to take care of some of that heavy lifting as well. Right. Um, another scenario would be Ingram. When Mark Ingram comes back, he's got Kamara. Mm-hmm. So he don't got to worry Kamara about Kamara and another guy that they Yeah, there's another too. guy that they use also. So these quick running backs, these multi-purpose running backs that can do these zone reads, that can do these RPOs, who can catch out in the backfield, who are versatile and multifaceted, that's the direction that the league is going. Those are the running backs that they want. Oh. The Dalvin Cooks. The Freemans. They're not really trying to go for those uh, power backs a la Adrian Peterson anymore. So, I mean, what I think we're seeing is literally the culture change. Because remember, three years ago, they were saying that Joe Mixon wasn't going to be able to pan out in the league because he's not big enough. And you just said he's one of the leading rushers in the league right now. I don't think it's that they're not going for him. I think there's not that many of them. I mean, there's not that many of them because they just they don't use him in the league. I mean, in, in college, they use them, but then when they come from college to the pros, they want to transition them to catching the ball out the backfield. Well, my argument is going to be this. You like, got the first two weeks of the season. You got, they use them, it's just they don't use them as much. Like, the Chiefs been trying to use one for the longest. 
they don't really do a running back by committee. Like Kareem Hunt was supposed to be that guy, just like the guy before him was supposed to be that guy. Um, West. Yeah, the Chiefs. I mean, the, the Rams got Todd, and they. That's Would the you guy. really consider Todd Gurley a power back though? Yeah, I could say yeah. overall back. He's. I think. Okay, he's see, this, but I realize this. But I think he's this generation's AP. Nah, I would I would consider it more with hands. I would put it okay. Foster. So if you're gonna do that, no. If you're gonna do that, then you can't call him AP. You gotta call him Damian Tomlinson. The Damian Tomlinson caught out the backfield and did what AP did also. But that was the second half of his. Career. But he's strong. But he's bigger than AP. He's that's, that's why I said, Yeah, that's why I said. That's why I put him at, at, with the APs because of his, as far as like his strength. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree with that. Him. So I feel like he could be a power back. He is a, a three. Three down. He is because he can he can back. catch out the backfield. He's a so multifaceted running back. And then um, you got the Giants over here with, with Saquon. I feel like they want to have him at just that guy. So Saquon is all ty- is also multifaceted though. Um, see, like for me, just for me, a power back is a guy who you know what he's doing when he steps out on the field. Ingram walks on the field and he lines up in the backfield. You know what he's doing. He's not catching anything out the backfield. He's not going for a run. He might stay back to block. But you know what he's going to do. Derrick Henry comes out onto the field. You know what he's going to do. He's going to take the ball. He's going to punch it in between the numbers. Carlos Hyde, he steps out. You know what he's going to do. I think any running back that if you look at him, you're like, okay, he could run the ball. He could block. He could go and catch the pass out the backfield. Or he could run an actual route. I wouldn't call them a power back because they provide more than that. You can game plan for a power back. Can't game plan for a multi for a multifaceted running back, in my opinion. Um, one thing I do got to say before we hit the next topic, uh, we are currently recording this Thursday. The Thursday night football game is happening, and unfortunately, Tyrod Taylor most likely has lost the starting job in Cleveland. Baker Mayfield has brought the Browns back from fourteen nothing. They're now up twenty one seventeen. Oh my gosh! With the final, with the final two minutes of the game, if they can hold on and win this game, uh, it's Baker's team. It's Baker's team. The transition transition was quicker than we wanted it to be. Yeah, we're all we're fans of Tyrod. I like Tyrod a lot. Too Um, conservative with that team. Yeah, that's just what it is. He didn't have the offensive line for. Can't say that. He missed a lot. Can't say that. He definitely did. If Baker, he 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 underthrew a lot of passes. If Baker Mayfield comes out and gets the snapping, we can't blame. I'm not blaming the offensive line, but they were trash. Week one, week one, they were trash. And then when when I um I saw a lot of I saw a lot better pass protection with Baker in. Yeah. Week one and week two, the the protection for Tyra was trash, but also like he missed a lot of throws. Maybe the offensive line low key wanted Baker. Maybe, maybe maybe you could be right. But he also missed a lot. That is a it's what is what is it is a pretty it is a pretty white offensive line. Oh my! Not saying that has anything to do with it. You think they share Miracle Whip? Possible. So what is uh, Baker Mayfield's uh, his numbers? Yeah, twenty three, two hundred yards. Oh. Jarvis has eight receptions, 103 yards. Oh. Carlos Hyde, 20 carries, 90 yards, two touchdowns. Fantasy, baby. Yep. That's what's up. David and Joke was still trash. Yep. <laughs> Sorry, Dylan. All right. Um, all right, so moving on. Speaking of the Browns, Browns got rid of one of their uh, receivers a couple days ago. Josh Gordon. Josh Gordon is officially... A patriot. I I just wanna I just wanna put out there. Y'all fucked up. I called it. 
I called it. Everybody, I've been saying this for about a week and a half, two weeks now, and everybody looked at me crazy when I said Josh Gordon's going to go to the Patriots. Josh Gordon's going to go to the Patriots. And, I mean, come on, man. We sent them We sent them Collins for nothing, practically. So this is just an extended trade. All right, guys, this is your gift back for sending us Collins. Thank you. Take this guy off our hands. Make him a player. Say less. Say less. Now we have a threat on the outside who's a little bit thicker than Randy Moss, runs just as fast as Randy Moss, and can catch. He can go up and get it. And he blocks. He's a great blocking receiver. So if Belichick is able to get inside of his brain and get him to focus, which a lot of people are like, oh, how can he focus in a big city atmosphere? For the record, the New England Patriots are not based anywhere near Boston. They're actually 45 minutes west in an area called Foxborough where there is nothing to do. Trust me, he'll focus just fine. Just fine. I, I think he'll do fine, personally. And if they don't use him throughout the season, I guarantee you he becomes clutch in the postseason. I just don't want to see him become another Ultra Cinco. Like, be on the <clears> team and just do nothing. I don't think that'll happen. Ocho Cinco did that to himself during this time in the Patriots. It's true. And Josh Gordon has that potential to mess himself up. I agree. I think the difference between Gordon and Ocho Cinco is Gordon. Brown just got an interception. Sorry. Fantasy. Um, I think that um, Gordon's issue isn't so much an ego thing. I think Josh Gordon really has, like, some, some demons that he's fighting. And I, and I think that he just needs assistance and guidance. Whereas with Ocho Cinco, Ocho Cinco felt how he felt. There was no, there was no fallback. There was nothing to blame on it. He just was what he was. But at the same time, Patriots don't Cinco, have the time Cinco, to give him that, Cinco, that, Cinco, that guidance. He didn't, he didn't even that you don't think so? You don't think there's anybody on that team that could really like tap into him? Like a Julian Edelman, a Rex Burkhead. It don't got to be like a Tom Brady, a Gronkowski. As, as crazy as it sounds. Patriots are like... Their motto is do your job. Like, if you don't have time to do your job, you got to worry about you. Like, Ocho Cinco didn't even know the system. But a lot of them do hang out, though. This is true. Ocho Cinco didn't even know the system. He didn't want to know the system. But, but you're right, though. You were, you were absolutely right. He didn't know the system. Couldn't really get yeah, in to yeah, fit yeah. in. But, I mean, the reports had it that he didn't really want to learn either. Because he, he didn't have to learn a system in Cincinnati. I mean, Josh Gordon, I mean, if he has time to deal with whatever he's dealing with, if he's dealing with something... And learn the system at the same time. If you can balance those two, I mean, maybe it might work out for the Patriots. But that is going to be an obstacle. All right. Um. So, what was I going to say? Mike Tomlin. Oh no 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 yeah. But transition that from Josh Gordon. You know, other wide receiver news. Antonio Brown um, has had quite the week um, on social media and on his vision. team in general. Um, during the game, he was seen yelling at his coaches, teammates. His, yeah, as soon as the game was unreported, that he left the stadium like immediately. He didn't stick around. Um, he didn't show up to Monday meetings with the team. And um, you know, when a I guess a former writer for the Steelers had tweeted that Antonio Brown needs to be thankful and lucky that he was drafted by a team that had Big Ben. Because you wouldn't be getting the numbers somewhere else. And Tony Brown responded by saying, trade me. Let's find out. 
so that had obviously the internet buzzing like, oh, does he want to trade? But he said he doesn't want to trade. He was just mad about the loss. But He's being sensitive. Yeah. Because he's getting all these targets and he's not making catches. Do you guys think that Le'Veon has kind of started what is currently looking like a whirlwind no. effect, like a whirlpool no. effect for no. Pittsburgh? No. Yeah. I don't think. No, I don't think. has been going on since Martavius, so. I don't think. I don't. Out of, that, out of that program. I don't think it's anything of a whirlwind. I, I think the, the guard is changing. Le'Veon tried to pull that stunt. Connor came in and he's putting up numbers. Brown is getting the targets, but he's not making the catches. And Juju Smith-Schuster is balling right now. Right. So Brown isn't that guy. So now you're learning that you're dispensable. You are dispensable. We can let your ass go, and we got people who's going to do the same exact thing you're doing before. And I'm going to be real with you. If Antonio Brown isn't sitting here thinking that he needs to thank Ben Roethlisberger for his numbers, he is insane. Because there's only like three quarterbacks that I can think of who would just rear up and just throw the ball at you no matter where you are unless you make a play. Mm-hmm. Ben Roethlisberger is definitely one of them. You need to thank him. I, I, want him to, I want him to pick six quarterbacks right now and just going to look at him and be like, oh, yeah, bro, go get it. Go. And just throw the ball up and hope you come down with it. You're out your mind. Some pass. Well, I do agree with what Dylan said. I mean, I think their, their troubles as overall team started with way before all of this. Like from the two years ago when Ben said, oh, I'm thinking about retiring or getting rid of, of Martavius, like all of that. I think their overall problems started from back then having some kind of turmoil that is leading towards all of this. This is bigger news than all that before, but I think their turmoil started from back then. Their problems been. I agree. Um, did you have anything else on that? Nah, I'm good on that. Okay. One thing I wanted to talk about with you guys: a little quarterback talk. Um. I personally feel like whatever happens with the Giants, however bad they end up doing this year, it's all in, on the hands of Eli Manning. I don't know if you guys had a chance to watch his play these first couple weeks, but especially like the game against the Cowboys. This man is terrified. He's he's overthrowing everybody or underthrowing or just not getting the ball anywhere where it needs to be. He's not the Eli Manning that – won two Super Bowls. You know, you know, these New York fans are they're trying to hold on to the glory years. Yeah, these memories of what was and what he's not trash. that quarterback. He's not good. No. They were making memes of him from multiple occasions from Sunday night. I he's mean his, his, Yeah. You've been decent your whole career and now you trash. I mean, I, I think, and it's unfortunate because I feel like the Giants are a pretty stacked team as far as the talent-wise. Like, there's no reason why they should be just a run-of-the-mill 8-18. Especially with that offense. Yeah. No, I, especially as a Cowboys fan, I thought they, were, they, they had a Sunday night. And then they came out, I'm like, oh, this is not the team I expected. I'm like, as a Cowboys fan, I'm like, bam. The defense on paper looks pretty good. Yeah. The man is old. The defense is old. That team is old. Y'all think Eli out of here? After Eli got to go. They need to put in that guy who's right behind him, Lauletta. He's nice. Matter of fact, what quarterbacks y'all think are retiring after this year? All of them. 
Eli gone. Look, Brady's on the way out. I mean, he's still probably got a couple years, but he's on his way out. Yeah. I think Ben's gone after this year. Yep. I think Brady's going to really contemplate it. Yeah. Two years max. Yeah, these these quarterbacks we got now, they got two years max, honestly. I think think Flacco. Phillip Rivers, for sure. Phillip Rivers is probably going to be his last year. This year? No, I don't think so. You think you got one more? They they within a two year period. All of yeah, them. they're all they're all in that window, that that yeah. danger window. Like it's time to it's time to hang it up. Indeed. But someone who hasn't hung it up <clears throat> and is still going strong, Thomas Bradington the third. Thomas Bradington. No, there were some things you wanted to discuss about Tom Brady, I believe, this week. So Tom Brady, um, Belichick has a. I don't know if it's necessarily a Belichick book. But there is a book on Bill Belichick. Uh, let me get the title for you guys. The title of this book is called The Making of the Greatest Football Coach of All Time by ESPN's Ian O'Connor. So <clears throat> there's a quote from the upcoming book. The book isn't out yet, but I'm going to share this quote with you. One New England assistant said the general feeling among staff members around that time wasn't that Belichick's system could make Super Bowl quarterbacks out of all 32 NFL starters. But if you gave us any of the top 15, we could do it, the assistant said. I don't think the coaches view Tom as special as everyone else in football does. Mr. Kraft thinks Tom is the greatest gift ever, but the coaches don't. So, (laughs) you guys think that's a valid statement? Um, No. I don't think they could do what what they've done with just another run-of-the-mill quarterback. Um, you would need an elite quarterback. I feel like this system has definitely helped Brady have the career he's had. I think it's definitely also helped him have the longevity he's had with the way that system's run. Um, but no, I feel like it, it, it is a discredit to Tom Brady because you do need to be one of the elites to accomplish what he's accomplished. So, I mean, you can have the that argument or debate as far as, you know, the greatest – but it's there's no question he is an elite quarterback, and you can't just choose someone out of a group of fifteen. So it's not happening. I mean, there's maybe three other quarterbacks. I think I think you have quarterbacks that eat because of the system. Mm-hmm. Um, I think like you have to have it's got to be one of those once in a lifetime situations where the coach and the quarterback become one. And the system just works out. So you got like the Joe Montanas, you got the Dan Marinos, you got the um, Tom Brady's, even the Aaron Rodgers. Not saying that these guys aren't talented quarterbacks. They're all talented in their own right. However, you must respect that being with the right coach, being in the right system just works out. Um, Sometimes you've got to be able to take what they've done in college, especially now with these quarterbacks, and kind of bring it up to the league like for example Carolina to this day still does the offense that Cam was doing in college it's not really that different they might add a couple of things here and there are some bells and whistles with some of the athletes that they have but it's still the same concept when RG3 was balling they brought the RPO up from Baylor and Washington ran with it and it practically got him into the playoffs so I think that to I don't think I think it's symbiotic more than anything I don't think I can credit Brady more than I can credit Belichick. I think they both were the right quarterback for the time. I think Belichick could make any quarterback a great quarterback. However, I don't think you win five Super Bowls with just any quarterback. And I think that 
Tom Brady isn't your average quarterback. He got picked in the sixth round. Nobody really gave him that much of a chance. He took it and ran with it. you got to give him some kind of credit for being able to play this long. Yeah, it can't be on accident. I'm the one throwing the ball. I'm the one breaking these records. I just, I'm sorry. And on, on top of that, you've had, you've had this rotating door of receivers and running backs. I don't think, I don't think he's had a stable core unit of receivers, running backs since 2000 and what five? Maybe not a car. I mean, he, but he's definitely had Hall of Famers. Yeah. Okay. Such as. I mean, Randy Moss. Okay. He's had like two, three niggas. Wes Welker. Okay. Um. Yeah. You don't think Wes Walker's a he's Hall of Famer? He's not first ballot. No, I would never say but first yeah. ballot. But I mean, he, yeah, he's, I mean, he's, he's, yeah, he can get there. Who else? Gronk, Gronk, yeah. But what I'm, what I'm, I'm, I feel I'm, like just, Walker's I'm understanding. I'm understanding what you're saying. But when we're talking about Super Bowl winning quarterbacks, I can guarantee you that you can find three or four Hall of Fame talent that played with them for a long period of time, and some quality players that would have been Hall of Famers elsewhere. That's the point I'm trying to make. Even elite quarterbacks now. Think of elite quarterbacks now and tell me they haven't had way more receivers than Brady. Manning, Rodgers. Manning Ryan. has always had Manning well, has always had good wide receivers. You said you said Rodgers. Rodgers has had Rodgers has had Donald had Driver. Had he's had he's had Jordy Nelson. He's had James Jones. He's had Randall Cobb, and now he has Devontae Adams. He's Consistently, always he's always and he's always and big, um, what's nice his name? Starters. And Greg Jennings. Jennings was a beast for like three years. He decided to be stupid and go to Vikings and mess his career up. <laughs> like Favre, <laughs> like Favre. <laughs> it seems to be a trend. The only Hall of Fame receivers that played with Tom Brady is Randy Moss, Gronkowski. And if you want to talk about longevity, you can only say Gronk. You can't say Moss. Uh, Moss I'd, played a I'd season. Have to look through. I don't know why he's longevity in that. They barely have Pro Bowl wide receivers. We have, but we're talking about with, with them. Yeah. Brady. Yeah. They barely get Pro Bowl wide receivers. You know, they get dudes that just. And there's a lot of dudes inside here that's elite. The that's one top year, the one that year, people that are better, and they still don't do the job. The one year they gave Brady a decent wide receiving core, he, he broke the record. Damn. And that was when he had Dante Stallworth, Wes Welker. And Randy Moss. You, tell, you mean to tell me? And he had Ben Watson as his tight end. He had a bomb ass that um cast. Definitely. And he had a running back. So some niggas got that and a Cadillac and still can't do it. Can't win. Um, can't win with them. Can't play with them. Can't do it. <laughs> can't do it. <laughs> so Mike Tomlin, it appears that he's losing control of the locker room. And they're blaming it on him because he is the ultimate example of a player's coach. So my question for you guys is, how much blame are we putting on Tomlin for Pittsburgh's current situation? I don't. A lot. Okay, so I hear don't and a lot. Why don't? I, I mean, what he's done has worked. I mean, it's... I don't know how it could be put on him. What what what's 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 being put on him? These first two games. No. So what's happening? The team is breaking up. It's what's happening down. with the team? Le'Veon. AB I don't think that's showing him. up to practice. I don't. I don't think that's him. But you're. But he. But the coach isn't losing him. Maybe the front office execs and stuff are the GM, the players that are giving these contracts or aren't giving these contracts. 
or the the GM is the one who's making these a lot of these decisions as well as far as like who's getting suspended that kind of stuff. The coach is just there doing what he's got to do, and this coach is a player's coach. And I mean, I mean, say what the you, last fifteen years they've been the top three AFC teams. Yeah, period. Like this year alone can't define him as a coach. I I, I can't see. That. And it's not really fair to hold it against them when they are going against. Tom Brady yeah. a lot of the time. That's what like, I mean, they are that's top what I mean. three. If it wasn't for that, they'd be top one or two. They'd probably have three more Super Bowls if Tom Brady and Bill Belichick wasn't a thing. Yeah. And it's just tragic in this world, though, you know? No, I feel you. <laughs> that's, that's what I'm saying, though. Just, like, just going off on a tangent, though, I, I really thought of an interesting thing. Oh, by the way, the Cleveland Browns have won their first game Woo! since December 24th, 2016. Okay, Baker? Yeah, Baker Mayfield snapped officially. Like he snapped. Yep. So, um, just just going on a tangent, and and I'm I'm saying this for for the people who kind of who kind of throw situations overboard. Um, for me, you know, and and I like I I do understand that there is a race discrepancy in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Um, however, doing the comparison with AB to Tom Brady isn't one of them. Um, people are saying, well, what if Brady was to not show up to practice? Would people get all in arms about that and whatever? Or they're saying, well, A.B. yells at his, he yells at his coaches the same way Tom Brady does. However, they call Tom Brady a competitor and they, they spaz on A.B. Well, I mean, I think the proof is in the pudding after this past week. I mean, at the end of the day... The one thing that we can absolutely say about Tom Brady is he doesn't miss a practice. He doesn't miss an event. They told what was it? He missed um, voluntary um, practice for the first time in his whole career this year. You see what I'm saying? And and I think AB just flat out not showing up to practice because of a bad game and because of a tweet. I mean, you're doing it to yourself. You're, bring, you're bringing bad press to yourself when you were already put in a selfish place. People already call you a selfish receiver. So I don't think that's good PR, in my, in my honest opinion. I don't think it's good PR. Um, what I will say about Tomlin is I agree 125% with you, Job, and with you, Buddha. I don't think it's Tomlin's fault. However, it's one of those situations where the way you conduct yourself, the way you carry yourself, essentially perpetuates how you're perceived right and what i mean by that is he has made himself as the homeboy he jumps up and he does the celebration with his players and he daps them up and and he makes like you know like the the things that you're you're i guess what you would call taskmaster or micromanaging head coach just wouldn't do so we're not looking at the fact that the man averages 11 wins a season. We're not going to talk about how he's the third, the third tenured coach for the Steelers and has just as many wins with a Super Bowl victory, right? We we say Bill Cowher was he's got one. He took him to two. Lost yeah, one. Lost one. So you know we we talk about in comparison to Bill Cowher, he's in the same boat as Cowher. His numbers don't differ that much. So, you know, I think the difference between him and Cowher, obviously, is the fact that Cowher was, was an asshole of a yeah, coach. It's the approach. It's the approach, personally. I don't, I don't think Tomlin's losing control of anything. No. So, that's that. Um, 
So one last thing before we get to the picks. Actually, I have two last things before the picks, oh, but I want okay. you to cap anything because the last two is going to kind of make you guys giggle. Well, okay. The last, one of the last ones going to make you giggle. So this is something quick. So it's been speculated rumors that Kaepernick could be getting signed to a team in the next couple weeks. Patriots um, or the Raiders. And yeah, the two teams that it's being rumored are the Patriots and the Raiders. That's kind of ironic, you know, with our podcast. Those are the two teams. I mean, of course, Kaepernick is, is a is a serious listener of the podcast. Um, he says that he appreciates everything that we and do. And the, the only Patriots, teams that he could go to would be the Patriots and the Raiders. Hey, the we stand for Kaepernick. Hey, I'm down. I'm um, down. Yeah. So that's that's definitely what it is and what it's gonna be. Long time but coming. I have two interesting stories for you guys. Okay. So five most valuable franchises in the world. Number five, New England Patriots. Or yeah, number five, New England Patriots. We're at three point eight billion. Number four, Barcelona at four billion. Number three, Real Madrid also at four billion. Number two, Manchester United at four point two billion. You know number one and number one is the Dallas Cowboys at four point eight billion. However, estimated after the season is done, they will be at the five billion mark, which will be the first time any team has ever done that. How about them Cowboys? So let me just tell you guys the bottom five. With them six wins. Hey, listen. Bottom five. Number 28, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at $2 billion. Yikes. Number 29, Cleveland Browns, $1.9 billion. Yikes. Number 30, Cincinnati Bengals, $1.8 billion. Number 31, Detroit Lions, $1.7 billion. And number 32, the Bills at $1.6 billion. So let me tell you guys the top 10 franchises. There's a couple of shockers in this one. Number one and two, I already told you. Number three is the New York Giants. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Number I four believe. is the Los Angeles Rams. Five, the Washington Redskins. Six, San Francisco 49ers. Seven, Chicago Bears. Eight, New York Jets. Nine, Houston Texans. And ten, Philadelphia Eagles. All this is revolved around the fact that they're in the one of the larger metro areas for sports and is they make a lot Oakland of money. Oakland 23. I would, I would assume they would be they're not a huge like the mid to bottom. Their market, yeah. the market is not that big. Dolphins. Now, last story. I'm not. I don't want to ruin it for you guys, but I'm going to read this as quickly as I can and skim through this. But I'm going to have you guys as soon as I tell you the headline. Okay. Stormy Daniels <laughs> says she was terrified of Ben Roethlisberger after the quarterback made a kiss attempt. Ben Roethlisberger is going to be prominently mentioned in Stormy Daniels' new book, Full Disclosure. Benny, Benny, Benny. In the book, which is said to be released October 2nd, Daniels paints an unflattering picture of Roethlisberger. She said she was terrified of him after having a late-night incident that occurred with him in 06. According to the book, Daniels ran into Roethlisberger while spending time with Trump in the VIP section of a hotel in Lake Tahoe. At the end of the night, Trump asked the Steelers quarterback to walk Daniels up to her room, and that's when she became terrified of him. According to the events that Daniels puts out, Roethlisberger asked for a goodnight kiss, Mm. but he got turned down. After Daniel said no, the book claims Roethlisberger pushed her door lightly and was saying, come on, come on. At this point, Daniel said the situation began to frighten her. She said, I was terrified. 
And I'm really terrified. We know you're rarely terrified. You have to ride with Trump. Oh, God. She said after Daniels retreated to her room, she claims that Roethlisberger stood outside and didn't leave. She also added that he kept knocking before giving up and leaving after a few minutes. Roethlisberger was asked about the incident and said he wasn't going to comment on anything um, from the book. The lawyer for Stormy Daniels, Michael Avenatti, was also asked but did not offer any further details. As he tweets, we have no further comment at this time regarding the details relating to Ben Roethlisberger and the book. It isn't the first time that Daniels mentioned an incident with Roethlisberger. She did a 2011 interview and mentioned that also. Now, interesting thing. Two years after that, Roethlisberger was accused of sexually assaulting a woman in a Lake Tahoe hotel room. He settled out of court for an unspecified sum. Ladies and gentlemen. Ben Rapersberg. Yep. I, I, I don't think I need to say more. Yep, nothing else needs to be said. So. We pee. We, I said we pee. pee. We, we pee? We, we, we pee. We We pee. pee. All right. So, guys, we did not do well week two. <laughs> I'm just going to be very honest in saying we were trash last week. That's because these teams are some dumb shit. Yeah. Uh, well, to be specific, this is how we did. Hmm. Um, me and Nels went seven and eight on our picks. Nice. Dylan went six and nine. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> we did not do good. I thought we were going to go up. Not that. It just goes to show how unpredictable this uh the season is. That's what I call lit. So the current raking rakings. The current rankings. we rankings. can't speak today. Jeez. The current standings are um Nels is in first at 18 and 12, followed by Dylan at 15 and 15, and then I'm in third at 14 and 16. Wait, what's my what's my record? 18 and 12. Oh, that's what's up. Yeah. Alright, so starting things off with Thursday night football, we all picked the Browns. To win this game and dumb lit they did so we're already starting off good guys so uh next game we got the uh the oakland raiders at the dolphins uh oakland's 0 and 2 dolphins are 2 and 0 obviously i'm going for the raiders any other takers in the memory of my frat brother i'm going miami dolphins but dolphins. where's the game at in miami miami, miami. Figure. Uh, yeah, that's all I got. No, I'm just kidding. Um, are you hurt? We got yeah, we got the Saints at the Falcons. Both are one and one. I got the Saints, bro. I have the Saints as well. Saints, Saints. Falcons defense just ain't there. Matt Ryan offense just ain't there. That team just ain't there. Matt Ryan shows up when he feels like it. What? He got that contract, but he can do what he wants. Stop paying these niggas. The uh, we have the we have the 1-0-1 Packers at the one and one Redskins. I have the Packers. Packers got to come out. You know, I'm gonna keep it. I'm gonna keep it above with you. It, It depends on how good of an Aaron Rodgers we have. I'm going to say the Packers, assuming he's gonna do fine. Yeah, but if Aaron Rodgers doesn't come Rogers. out, Rogers, if he doesn't come out correct, we can't speak tonight. If if he doesn't come out correct, Redskins is gonna is gonna win this. It's one. only because of the injury. That's how I put it. Yeah, because if he's Aaron Rodgers, they win. He sure. is Aaron Rodgers. Oh, this is true. Without the leg, 
broken. <laughs> All right, we got the Colts at the Eagles, both one and one. I got, got the Eggless. Yeah, it's Carson Wentz's first game back. Um, I got the Eagles. Eggless. I got the Eggless, and I'm predicting Eagles. that Aguilar is going to have a big game. Facts. Jordan Matthews. Um, we have the 0-2 Bills at the 1-0-1 Vikings. 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 So, Vikings. You know, I'm going to pick the team that is not the Bills. All right. Just that sounds like the best bet. All right. The 2-0 Broncos at the 1-1 Ravens. The who? The 2-0 Broncos at the 1-1 Ravens. I mean, I like what the Broncos got going on. Their defense has definitely stepped up, so I'm going to go Broncos. I'm going Ravens. I'm going to say Ravens. It's time for the Broncos to come off their pedestal. I'm saying... I don't even think they're on a pedestal, bro. I think they're just as shocked that they're 2-0 right now as everybody else is. I'm going to say Broncos. Because remember, they don't got that... They don't got that... that, that uh, Broncos barely beat the Raiders, dude. They ain't got that... that uh, the Raiders, dude. They ain't got that uh, swagger that they had with yeah. Akeem Tlaib. Mm-hmm. I'll give you that. They're not on a pedestal, but I think they're going to lose that. All right. The 2-0 Bengals... At the one and one Carolina Panthers. That's crazy. Um, after Bangs. last week's loss, Cam needs to bounce back. I'm going Panthers. Dylan's going Bengals. I mean, Cam had a great game last week, so I think he's going to stay on that streak, and I'm going to go Panthers. It's like Bengals. Okay. Uh, the Giants at the Texans. Both are 0 and 2, both desperate for a win. But I think the Texans overall have been playing better, and I think they have a more uh, Texans competent Texans. Uh, yeah, more stable quarterback. Oh, Tyrod had a concussion. That's why. Yeah, mm-hmm. I thought they benched his ass. Nah, they, I think hurt. they would have anyway. They would regardless. Yeah. He might have given himself. A but they probably wouldn't too. have lost. They probably wouldn't have won that game because they would have gave Tyrod a couple more possessions. Right. Um, the. 1-1 one one Titans at the 2-1 Jaguars. I think Jags. the Jags are riding high. I think they're going to keep rolling. Jags. I got the Jags. Yeah, Jags. Overall better team, period. Yeah. Um, the 1-1 one one 49ers at the 2-0 Chiefs. Patrick Mahomes. I got to roll with the Chiefs. The chef is right there. Yes. The Chefs. Is real. The Chefs. He is real. My bye, Chef Shui. He's got my pick. He beat me in fantasy last week. Sure did. I don't know why. You, you should have been to your little that game. Oh, Yikes. Yikes. I won though. Yikes. Oh, you won. All right, we got the oh. we got the one we got the one and one Cowboys at the zero and two Seahawks. I have the Seahawks getting their first win here. You know, I'm pick my boys, so you know, Cowboys. Yeah, the Seahawks ain't show me nothing, best Cowboys. <laughs> so, man, if we get to the quarterback we did last week. That's like one of the top five yeah. D, top five rushes. We got the one and one top bears. Yeah, Cowboys defense has not been too bad. Uh, no, they haven't. Actually. Their front seven is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we got the one and one bears at the zero and two Cardinals. I got that Bears defense. Top bears. I got the Khalil Mack bears. Man. Yeah. <laughs> I got Khalil. I got John Gruden. Yikes. Um, oh Sunday night God. football. We got the one and one Patriots at the zero and two Lions. Patriots. I got we Patriots. Smack Patricia. Hard. Yeah. And then Monday night football. The zero one and one Steelers at the two and zero Bucks. I'm actually going with Fitzmagic. 
In terms of out here, dog. Yeah, I, I got to think about it. single enough for it to deal with this shit right now. You said it's a Monday night. Yeah. Is or it, is this gonna be? Is this primetime game where? Is it? Is it in Pittsburgh? Is this where Ryan falls? Is this in Pittsburgh? It's in Tampa. Ooh. Nah, bro. I'm going with Pittsburgh. Yeah. Listen. I'm sorry. They don't have a lot to I, talk about. I was, I'm surprised week. that I'm taking the Bucks, but they... Oh, it's going to be yeah, more drama with the Steelers next week. Go for Smack. Yeah. Uh, they sharing each other's clothes. They got a bond. Emotionally, I want to say Steelers, but I'm, I'm, I'm going to go with Bucks. But I feel like Steelers is going to get it. God damn it. All right. Well, that does it. Picks is done. All right, so we're moving on to the NBA, the NABAAA, the yeah, let's button, 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 button. Jimmy Butler wants to get traded. Yep. Um, Jimmy Butler essentially put all over social media before the meeting even happened because people were speculating that he was going to leave. And he was like, oh, it's funny how you guys are like saying where I'm going to go when we haven't even had the meeting yet. I called this. Jimmy Butler, but the teams he wants to go to aren't the teams that you called. Yes, they are. Who are the teams? I said him and Kyrie are going to be playing on the Knicks within two years. The Knicks isn't his number one team anymore. I didn't say his number one. I just said... Well, if he goes, whatever whatever team he goes to, though... He's not gonna. He's not gonna sign a short-term contract, and they're not gonna sign him to a short-term contract. It's gonna be a long-term contract. So if he doesn't go to the Knicks this summer, then him and Kyrie are not playing with New York, and that's not his number one option. He wants to go to L.A. and sign a long-term deal in with L.A. with the Clippers. Yes, correct. Okay, that might not work out. I, like I said, mm-hmm. he's good. He's going to the Clippers. I would love to see him and Kyrie in New York. I'm gonna laugh so hard when he don't go to the Clippers. <laughs> You you sound so confident that he is definitely for sure going to the Clippers. I mean, I could be wrong, but I mean, I don't lose or gain anything from it. So, I mean, you can laugh hard. Just don't call me with your laughter because I'll hang up. Um, So, moving forward, we're going to go to the MLB update. So, um, as far as the standings are concerned, um, Red Sox finally locked it up and got the uh, AL East pennant. Let's go. Um, I mean, the way it's looking, I mean, it's still between the Yankees and the Athletics as far as who's going to be the one to get into, yeah, playing the Red Sox again. When is that game? Um, it's in a week or so. The season's not done yet. Um, they got to play the wild card game. Right? Yes, they got to play the wild card Ooh, game. But, I mean, at this point, all positions are essentially locked in. I mean, barring any amazing miracle the only miracles that can happen is really Astros and Athletics, um, Cubs and Brewers, and the Dodgers Rockies. But as of right now, I mean, the wild card standings stay where they are. Um, you've got, as of right now, the division leaders, Red Sox and Cleveland, they've locked in their, uh, their division. Houston is on their way. And then you've got um, Yankees and Oakland playing for the wild card. And then you've got Chicago, L.A., and Atlanta. Now, the crazy thing is neither one of these teams have actually clinched their division. I think they're like a couple of games away each. And then you've got Milwaukee and St. Louis playing for the wild card. So on the NL side of things, you would have three teams from the central division playing in the playoffs. So that would make for a very interesting story. Because then you would have rivals playing against each other on both sides, the NL and the AL. 
So playoff picture is getting clear, and we're on the final stretch. I think like we literally got a week and a half, and that'll be the end of the season. So that's it for the MLB update. That'll be the start of the season, but so that's that. Um, I guess we're moving on to the underrated bars of fame. Um, the rated bars of underrated fame. Yes, and we're gonna go with street poet Terius Gray. Otherwise known as Juvenile from New Orleans. Uh, <laughs> I was so confused for a second. This is a street poet. I'm like, the song that we're going to do is the street poetry selection 400 Degrees, where he speaks about growing up in New Orleans. It's the mythology of his life growing up in New Orleans. And I'm going to do this the best way that I possibly can, which is, you see me, I eat Legion dog rat. You see the 98 percent on TV, I bought it. Right, but I, I just wanted to make sure that I did that in homage to the voice. However, I must do this in, and give it the poetic justice that it deserves. Please do. This is classic. <clears throat> You see me, I eat, sleep, shit, and talk rap. You seen that 98 Mercedes on TV? I bought that. I had some felony charges. I fought that. Been sent to no return, but still was brought back. Negroes threw some slangs at me, Wody. I caught that. I punished them little bitches before they can carjack. Now I'm looking for their family and pile up the war bat. If I ain't a hot boy, then what do you call that? Negro disrespect me, I'm a being all black. Come me by some Negroes about killing and all that. Me, Corey, and Mercy getting ducked off. Ride top down so we let the trucks park. In a Jeep riding four deep. I'm booted up at these Negroes claiming they know me. Hot boys. Hot, hot boys. Hot, hot boys. Bitch. What? I'll bust your ass up. Don't even go there, Woody, because I'm ready to mask up. I heard about the money. That's some nice change. For the right price, I'll bust the right brain. Why must a Negro try? I can't do the right thing. Only God knows what the future might bring. Negro might shive. Negro might be trifling. Negro might survive if he bought that rifling. What's up? That'll stop a Negro from playing something like a chopper or a grenade in his hand. Boy, look, Negro, don't play no games no more. Negro will bust your head if you bang this hoe. Attitude adjustments we all need. Don't call the law enforcement, Negro, call me. I bet y'all get these Negroes off your block. I bet you I'll show these Negroes why this boy's hot. Hot boys. Hot, hot boys. Hot boys. Hot, hot boys. All right, stop it. Cause I done had enough. When it comes to my pockets, I'm ready to bust. Baby, let me get the keys to the Rover truck. Man, let me get this beef shit over, bruh. It ain't no bid this year. I'm from the Noya, bruh. What's your beef plan? Cause it was told to us. How I be running with these killers and backing down? How I'ma look in front of my people like a clown? The G code, what we live by and what we die by. The book is what we'll never abide by. Negroes drive by getting loose. 
beefing with each other like the checkerboard and goose. Come in Compton or Watts, Negro. Up in New York, keep open watch, Negro. For you play by hit or retaliation. All fine young black female stallions, give me the key to your car and your medallion. You far away from your home, use an alien. Hot boys. Hot, hot boys. 400 degrees. Underrated bars of fame. Terry is gray, a.k.a. Juvenile. Gray. Gray. Next week I'll be doing an I'll be doing a selection from Algernon Lanier Washington, oh, also known as Pliers. Little Pliers, baby, baby. <laughs> we out here. So I think that wraps up the show. Um, if they want to, I mean, I, I don't know if you want to share like social media or if you want to tell anybody where they can like. You know, reach you. Do you have any projects that you're working on? Anything, Joby? Appreciate you being such an awesome guest. You know, I appreciate the opportunity and the honor to, you know, grace my presence on this wonderful show, on this podcast, the number one podcast, sports podcast in the state of Florida. Yes, sir. The United States of America. Yeah. Yes. You feel me? So, you know, um, me personally, hit me up on Jobless3 on Instagram. Just, you know, slide me a DM. Not if you're ugly, but, you know. Bitch. <laughs> <laughs> But you know, holla at me. So eloquently said. Yeah. So eloquently said. So if they want to reach us on on email, guys, I promise you we're gonna answer your your, your letters. Yeah. Like we I mean we're up to our Honestly, ears. You guys ever have those moments where you have so much to do that like all you can do is nothing? That's how we are when we look at these fan emails. Like with there's we just so many to capture we're in it's the four digits, and I don't even understand how we got there. I don't know where to start. They haven't read mine yet, and I'm on the show already. It doesn't it's crazy. <laughs> People are just better off just coming over. Yeah, just, just come on just the show. We'll over. answer all the questions that you Facts. need. Uh, but they can email us at ballsportspodcast at gmail.com. And if they want to reach us on Twitter, hey, man, stop sliding our DMs, bro. Yeah. Straight up. Slide in mine. Job was three. Instagram. Okay. <laughs> You can follow us on Twitter at balls underscore podcast. Yeah, I ain't following you. You got you jobless. <laughs> ain't it? What about I'm on um? You been jobless three times. I'm jobless three times. What about the gram of Insta? Instagram at balls underscore sports underscore podcast. Beautiful. The music is on, by the way. I don't know if anybody has any final words. Uh. Oh, just to make this quick because I forgot to say the story. So, Job forever hates me because when we saw Emmett Smith in Las Vegas, wow. um, I blue fied when he was supposed to be the one to blue fied. So, I blue fied and he, you know me back. No, I so, let you blue fied. All right, cool. That too. That's the story. And I have a picture of Emmett Smith, you know, both of us like, you know, having a good time. I was just sitting in the background. No, actually, I, I, I was still, I was still in the picture. I, I, like I don't, I don't need like a, I don't need a picture. Yeah. I blue fired my frat brother, and he, you know me back. Okay. All right. Listen. Me, thank me, you guys for listening moment. to the show. Listen. You guys have Yikes. anything that you like to say? All I gotta say is bye, hoes. All right, little scallywags. That's how y'all feel. Okay. That's how we gonna do things. Put a clip on your soldier. My ring it look like a boulder. I got a coming over. She says she's straight from the Noya. Told her up while I roll up, I'm colder Call me a polar, my wrist is sunny It's solar, my wrist is solar, it's sunny Lady look like a model It's cause she dressing like money I'm with so many dimes, I think I'm probably cashing up